Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, so I'm really excited you're here. I've actually just learned that, you know, more people are actually listening to the podcast, which is really exciting. It makes me feel good to know that you guys are appreciating what we're doing and that inspires me to continue to create these episodes and just give you guys good content. So Today, I want to talk about brand, and I love this conversation, primarily because it's truthfully, you know, for me, I've been an entrepreneur for probably almost a majority of my life at this point, and it was only in the last, I would say, six years that I've really started to understand, one, what branding is, and two, what the value of branding actually is. And this is something that most juice bar entrepreneurs don't have the slightest idea. Most juice bar entrepreneurs don't even know what branding is. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you guys will have more inspiration to dive deep, more deeply into uh, investing in your brand and developing your brand uh, because you, you'll actually understand what value it's bringing to your community and then also to the business itself. And so let's start with this question around what is brand? You know, I asked this converse, I asked this question at a conference that I was at. Maybe some of you were there at JuiceCon and, and maybe if you were in the room, you, you heard that someone responded, you know, your brand is your logo. And this is, a, this is a good answer, but it's an incomplete answer because this is what everybody believes that a brand is. When people think about branding, they think about the visual elements of a brand. So they might think about strictly just the logo or maybe if they're thinking a little bit more deeply about it, they might say, okay, your fonts and your color schemes and the visual representation of the business is the brand. And that is a part of it, but it's not the complete story. And in reality, to simplify what a brand is, is your brand is the full set of impressions that your customer gets from your business. And ultimately, it is how your business lives in the minds and hearts of your customer. Because you can be a business that says, hey, we've got the highest quality ingredients. But guess what? If you don't actually have the highest quality ingredients, that's the reality of your brand and your customers will know that. You can say that, you know, we are a brand that stands for great customer service and, you know, or we could say even in a more abstract term, you can say, oh, maybe one of our brand values is community and, and taking care of our community. But if people don't experience that when they walk into your establishment, then that's not something people will associate with your brand. And so if we think about a lot of the companies that are probably known out there for having really strong brands and, and brands that have a lot of positive um, association with them. We would think about things like, you know, Apple, Nike. These are two probably quintessential companies that are used as these totems or archetypes for good branding. Why is it? Uh, well, when you think about it, is 
it's all about how a company makes you feel when you're when you're associating with their their brand, their products, their experience, everything. So people feel generally pretty good about these two businesses, which is why it's no coincidence that these are some of the two of the largest companies in the world. Um, but what I want to first, as a first point, get you guys to understand that it's really not just about the visual. Your brand is a full amalgamation of the impressions that your customer gets and how that leaves them feeling really is the value of your brand. I'm going to break down all the elements that come together and we're going to dive into them a bit more. But one thing that I want to start by saying as well is that, that I've been reflecting on as of about yesterday um, is that, you know, why is brand important? Brand is important because in some ways it's kind of abstract. It's kind of energetic. You can't actually quantify it. It's not like, um, you know, the cash flow in your business, which is, you know, can be affected by the value of your brand, but it's not as measurable. And so when you build valuable and strong brands, guess what? That translates into you having more leverage in how much you can charge for your products and services. Because it's, you can't, when you, when you have a unique brand, it starts to live in a world of its own. It's not comparable to something else. People don't say, well, you know, the juice bar down the street, they've got the same drinks for $5 and you guys have these drinks for $6. I'm just going to go there because you guys are pretty much the same business. When you start to bring value to your customer and client base in a consistent way that is beyond just the product, right? Because you have product companies or you could say commodity companies and you have brand companies or brand businesses. When you build a brand business, now you have the ability to charge more for your product and it's easier to sell to your customers because there's more trust, there's more loyalty, there's more investment and connection to that brand. You guys may have heard me say that trust is the only currency. The power of having a unique and consistent brand is it builds trust, which then leads to the longevity and uh, the value and, and, and let's say affluence of your company. The way that you're going to have a company that's more sustained and is making more money is to do a lot of things right, but one of those things that most people don't think about is actually to build a really, really, really strong brand. You think about fashion is such a great example when we think about branding because fashion is, you know, you have two different dimensions of, of, of value in a product. You have intrinsic value and you have perceptual value, right? Intrinsic value would be something like, I'm buying a shirt because it's keeping me warm intrinsically it's valuable for that reason right? I bought a raincoat it has a intrinsic function that you know is valuable but then you have perceptual value which might have social function where you're buying a Prada bag or you're buying a Louis Vuitton you know uh, purse these are things that it's all about perceptual value so if you thought about the intrinsic this and the reason I love this is is, 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 is this statement right now is the intrinsic value of a purse if you compare it to all other purses, how much money are you really gonna spend on that? Not much, but if you think about how much people invest in the perceptual value of a Louis Vuitton purse or a Prada bag, is that's where 90% of their margin actually comes from, not from the intrinsic value of that product. So that's telling you, and fashion is in some ways a unique, uh, it's unique in some ways, but it's actually 
indicative of what we're talking about in the value of building brand and what a brand stands for, what it means and what the experience is and how people feel about a company. Do they feel that very strong perceptual value? And so for you guys, when you build businesses with strong brands that mean something and connect to people, you will not be in a price war, which I always say is kind of a race at the bottom uh, when people are trying to compete on price. You'd be better off trying to compete on brand and have a brand that stands for something that people are going to invest in. So let's talk about some of these elements of a brand. First, you have clearly what we discussed before, the brand visuals. Are your brand visuals consistent and also are they indicative of what the company stands for? Because ultimately, and I almost kind of want to take a step back, because ultimately everything should stand, stem from what the brand stands for. Everything should stem from that. What are the brand values? So we have a process, and I can't get too deep into it now, um, but if any of you guys are in the process of developing your business, your brand, reach out to us. We can walk you through in a workshop-like style, getting to the core values of your business and how that is going to be expressed in every area because that's what the company is. If at the end of the day, a business is really like a person and a person, a human being, is really in their depth, a big part of it is what that person stands for because that's where you're going to make decisions from. So if you are a business and you are standing for empowering customers and having an environment that's loving, how do, if, when people see your brand visually, are they actually also feeling that? Because you want the feeling almost like a fractal. You want things to be expressed through and through through the visual, through the name of the business, through the colors that you use, through the way that the store is designed, through the way that you speak to them. And I'm kind of alluding to some of these other areas that are involved in a brand, but it's all about that consistency, which root from the root comes from the values of your business. So you have to know why you are doing what you're doing. That's number one, because that's what your brand is really all about. Then you get into, okay, how do we visually design a, a brand that represents these values? Then we move from the, the visual onto, you know, what is our story? Because every brand has a story. You'll notice that when people are talking about other businesses, if they're worth talking about, they have something to say about it. You know, and the question that you have to ask yourself as a business is, are people saying the things that you want them to? Are they saying, oh yeah, that business is, you know, yeah, they've got a, a tasty product, but you know, the service was slow, or they, they have a nice looking place. Is that what they want you want to be known for? And I'm not saying that any of these things are right or wrong. I'm just wanting to articulate that you have to be intentional about it and give the customers the experience you really want them to have. Because ultimately, this leads to trust, consistency, and later on, more sales for the business, more leverage. And so you have to look at what do you stand for and are they having the experience that you want them to have through the visuals, through your narrative. So something I want to talk about when it comes to story. You always want to start with a creation story from the beginning. What, why did this business come into your mind? Why did you want to create this business? And then ultimately, what is your mission? So as a story has a beginning, middle, and end, it starts with you know, being in a certain place. Usually, I'm, well, I should say always, businesses are, are in a place where they are there because they're solving a problem. 
right? All businesses exist to solve a problem. Really, most things in life that we create are around us because we have a problem, whether it's building a chair because I have a problem I don't want to stand up my whole life or a pillow because I don't want to lay my head on the hard ground. Everything that we create in a lot of ways is just to solve problems. And so you have to be able to speak to that in your narrative. What's the journey? Why are you doing what you're doing? And where do you want to take people? So what's the vision of the business? What's the, the mission? And where are people going? Because that's ultimately what people get on board with. People are asking themselves, do I buy into and do I believe and do I relate to this company's values, their story and their mission and where they're going? So beyond that, let's look at some of the other elements because I could talk about this for probably um, uh, yeah, days on end and I don't want this podcast to be 10 hours, but I want you guys to really get that this is important and here are some of the other elements. Beyond the brand story and the brand, or, or also known as the brand narrative, you have the brand voice, right? So depending on how you want the company to feel, I know you guys know brands out there, some of them are really playful and fun. These could be kids' brands. So the way that they speak and the way that they communicate is their voice is very different. You could have a brand, it could be a hospital. The way that they speak it might be authoritative, it might be also very dry and clinical, it might not be too playful because they feel like you know we have to have people see us strictly as authority figures and that's the position we're gonna take. And so in our, in our communication, that's the only way that we communicate. But you also might have another hospital that's more fun, playful, and caring. I know that there was a company that, or a dentist recently, that, because you know, a lot of people have fear of going to the dentist, and they decided to position their brand as, you know, the like really jovial, fun, personable, playful, like almost to the point of being hilarious dentists. And so that was unique, and it brought people in because that spoke to a certain audience. And so that's also what this is all about: is knowing what your values are, and your values are going to help you connect to your specific audience because your business at the end of the day shouldn't be for everybody because I want to talk about the uniqueness approach. There's a really great book. If you haven't heard me mention it yet, it's called Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Seth Godin's got really great content. I, I don't know how many books this gentleman has at this point, but it's a lot, a lot of great content on marketing, a lot of great content on branding. Um, but in essence, this whole idea of creating a business as a purple cow, you don't want to feel like your business is interchangeable. I was listening to a talk that he gave yesterday, actually, and he was talking about how, you know, when you look at companies like in the realm of hotels, the Marriott, the Hyatt, Holiday Inn, he's like, you really, you know, the only difference is, is probably the logo, but I can't tell you intrinsically what uniqueness I'm going to have in the experience when I walk into that environment or in any other realm. And so those companies are really having to compete with each other on price because they haven't built a unique brand. Whereas you've got other companies, maybe more boutique hotels who have cre crafted the experience to be so specific for their customer that they might charge twice the amount, but the customers are paying for that unique and curated experience because they know that they identify with that business. And so it's the same thing with your company, your customers. You have to build a brand that's unique in a way that gets people's attention, but also relatable, because you don't want to be unique just for the sake of being unique. You want to be unique in the right way, in the relevant way. And in that way, when you accomplish that, you, you separate yourself from really being a com competitor with anyone else, and you kind of become this monopoly because people know that you're the only business that they really identify with and can, can, uh, can actually go to and feel that they're with their community and they're with a the business that they trust. And then lastly, I want to talk about brand experience. 
When I say experience, it's yes, it's all part of the experience, but you as a juice bar owner, people are gonna be walking into your store. So how can you create a unique experience for your customer that's connected to what your company believes in. So for example, if it's community, you know, we're working with a client right now and that's a big thing for them. And so we're looking at how do we create community experience. So through the physical design, we want to have community tables. We don't want to have any tables, any chairs in there that people can sit separate from other people, right? That's because that's a, a strong value. It's a principle, right? You want to nurture community. For people who don't want to be in community, maybe it's not the place for them. But the people who do, they're going to feel more uh, aligned with that space because of the way that it's designed. Okay, if it's community, then you also have to think about how do we get connected to one another? Is it through community boards? How do we get to know our customers and what they're into and what their goals are? How do we support them? How do we throw more community events inside of the space? There's so many things that will be involved in th just this one attribute. And it's not to say that as your business and as you build your brand, you need to have one thing that you're focused on. It can be a number of things, but you need to know what your primary goals and values and vision is so that you can prioritize your energy to make sure you're accomplishing those things and you're doing it through and through, through the visual, through the experience, the way that you speak, meaning the brand voice, through the narrative of what you want to accomplish in your mission and so on. So there's a lot that can go into this in order to actually do it well because I, I know a lot of companies don't do it well and the ones that do actually perform this function well, they stand out. So, uh, as I mentioned before, if you guys need help developing your brand from a visual sense, you know, we have a team of designers and um, even from a, a strategic sense, we can walk you through this process so you can really get clear because I know a lot of times this business can be living in your head and it's hard to articulate everything that you want your business to be and how you want to make it unique and how you're going to allow that to translate into every single area. So sometimes it helps to have other people to workshop that with, but ultimately I want to get you guys to the point where you realize that this is a real thing. Don't think about it after the fact. This is where you should start from because even the way that you design your drinks and your menu, the way that you design your location, the kinds of you know ways that your staff is going to interact with your customers, how they communicate with them, it's all connected to this ultimate foundation of who your brand is, what your brand is. And so, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the episode. And I also wanted to say thank you for everyone who's been um, leaving reviews on the podcast. If you guys like the podcast episodes, I encourage you to leave a review, subscribe. Um, we really appreciate it. We'll get this message out to more people so that ultimately we can have more successful juice bar owners in the world, which means that we're going to have a healthier planet at the end of the day. My vision is to really make sure that we have, there's no reason that we should have more fast food chains like McDonald's than we have juice bars. We really gotta get to the point where we um, drown them out because that is a reflection of where we're going as a people and as a species. And so I wanna see the world get healthier and I wanna help you guys help us do that. So we'll talk to you guys soon. This is Andrew McFarlane with the Juice Bar Experts Podcast. See you guys at the next episode.